HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Essex Market. Essex Market is New York City's most historic public market, proudly located on Manhattan's Lower East Side. Find the freshest produce, meat, fish, and specialty foods from over 30 unique vendors. Learn more about the market's family of small neighborhood businesses at EssexMarket.nyc. Hello, and welcome to Snacky Tunes. I am one half your host, Greg Bresnitz. And I'm your other half, Darren Bresnitz. We are... Stopping in Brazil and India today in support of our most recent book, Snacky Tunes, Music is a Mean Ingredient, Chefs and Their Music, out on Faden. You can go get it at snackytunes.com. This was the second stop in our virtual book tour uh, where we, you know, we really connected the globe. I thought this one was uh, quite an endeavor across four, five time zones. It, it was really great. Who, who joined us, Darren? Uh, we are so excited to sit down with Manu Pufarara out of Brazil, and Pooja Duringa out of India. What a fantastic conversation. And it's amazing. You know, it really speaks to what I loved about the book, to show that two chefs, worlds away, continents away, could have connections, could have similarities and overlaps through the food they cook and the music they love. It really was inspiring. It was such a fun conversation. And Greg, who else sat down with us for the conversation? Well, we had the singer-songwriter, American-born, now living in India, Lisa Mishra, and Anjali Batar, the founder of Food Talk India, which is actually the first experiential food company in all of India. Really incredible women, uh, so insightful, and uh, they all kind of knew each other on the India side. So I think we got a sneak peek into what hanging out with all of them would be. Some of them had a few drinks. While it was very early for us, it was 7 p.m. on a Saturday. So... It was a great conversation and and really just great to learn and listen to all of them. Darren, why don't you yeah. take us there? It was great. Uh, this one, if you think I sound a little tired, it was 5.30 a.m. on a Saturday here in quarantine. Call your senators. Get them to make some action. Save our restaurants. You're listening to Snacky Tunes Live from the virtual event book tour here on HRN. We talk about food. We talk about music. Welcome to our next stop on the Snacky Tunes International Book Tour. I am one half your host, Greg Bresnitz. I am your other half of your host, Darren Bresnitz. And Angelus, it's early. Uh, we're joined by some incredible people in, in the book. Um, 
we are going to have them introduce themselves uh, and uh, we will also be joined by Anjali Bhatta uh, from Food Talk India, who is just having a little bit of technical problems, but she will be co-hosting with us today and jumping in with questions and conversations. But for the rest of our guests, if you go around and introduce yourselves, say where you're from, and we'll go from there. Hello, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, well, I'm calling from Brazil, from South Brazil, Curitiba. And I'm happy to have the conversation and talk about food and music. Hi guys, I'm Pooja Dingra from Mumbai, India, and I'm a pastry chef and I'm very excited to be a part of this book and thank you for having me today. Uh, Lisa, I believe you're on mute. <laughs> Hey everyone. This is going um, great. <laughs> it's great. Everyone's having fun. All right. So my name is Lisa Mishra. I am a musician currently based in Mumbai um, and originally from Chicago. And, uh, and yeah, just very happy to be here. And I think uh, Uja can attest to the fact that I have, a, I have a great love and affinity for food. So very, very excited for this conversation. And Anjali, just in time, would you like to introduce Hi. yourself? So, so sorry, guys. Hi. Uh, you want to just say uh, where you're from and a little bit about uh, what Food Talk India is? Sure. Hi, guys. Hi, my name is Anjali Batra, and I'm the founder of Food Talk India. Um, we're an experiential marketing and events company, and we create some really interesting work uh, in immersive experiences. And I've been fortunate enough to do something really fun with Pooja a couple of years back. Uh, we love playing with food and just sort of uh, making it so much more than just a meal and just sort of bringing fun and life into it. And it's just so awesome and exciting to meet you all here today. Uh, we are so happy for you to join us. Uh, Manu, in, in the book, um, you say that music experience should connect di directly to the dish you create, which I think is a common theme between you and Pooja, just in almost like the broadest sense, because we're going to go much deeper into it. How do you use music to influence the food that you were creating? And how does it factor into the type of meals that you serve in your restaurant? I think uh, first, because when you go when you go for a dinner or for a lunch in a, in kind of the restaurant that that uh, that that we cook like tasting menu, I think like uh, music it's really connect to the to the dish or to the to the experience you know because when you go out uh, for this kind of experience music uh, should be connected uh, with with the experience with the moment that you are dining. And so for us here um, in the restaurant, all the music that we play, uh, it's connected to the, to the dish, to the menu that we choose. Like the menu we are doing today, um, after the COVID we open, we're doing a garden to, to the sea. It's a, really, uh, it's a really easy menu, but it's really colorful and a really simple dish, like two or three ingredients in, in in, in the dish and so we choose the music that it's really light uh, it's really like clean music that people can connect to the dish that we are serving and I think this connection when you do it's a perfect dining experience because people 
they they hear the music and they and they take the food. So I think this is uh, have to be connected. Uh, all the restaurants have to understand that uh, you, you need to listen and you need to taste. So uh, I think this is really important. Good question to, to you as well. So I, I completely agree with Chef. I think that it's, uh, you know, food is, um, is, is, is a memory and an experience. And um, it becomes an experience with, um, you know, all the elements. So I remember when we started our cafe, the idea was to bring a piece of Paris uh, back to Mumbai. So the kind of music that you would hear when you walk down the streets of France or, or Paris or when you go and eat in a cafe, like what is that whole experience like? So to me, it was very important to have the same experience when you're, you know, biting into a macaroon, but you're also listening to Edith Piaf in the background. So it was, it was a combination of two that for me was the, the full experience. You know, both of your countries have such a beautiful history of food and music, and it really is just woven into the history of and culture and the people and the restaurants, and the music scene, the art scene, things like that. But from a personal level, how have they interacted in your own lives and how have you used those intersections to express your art? And that's a question for everyone. Lisa, we'll kick it off to you. Oh, sure, sure. Um, food, I, I think, I mean, I don't mean to shift gears uh, as a musician or anything, but food is a very integral part of, like, my family history. All of us cook. All of us are very devoted to the art of cooking and, you know, entertaining people and having people at home. And music is a big part of that experience for us as well. Um, and I, I think for me, it's it's mostly that, like, again, like an aside is that I don't necessarily look at, I, I do like the reverse version of that, which is that I have to have music when I'm cooking. And I don't feel like the food tastes good unless I've been dancing to music while making it. So that is, that's <laughs> something I have to have when I'm in the kitchen. And I'm sure now the, the two things sort of um, influence each other. I maybe, maybe I'm not cognizant of that entirely, but uh, I have, of course, like I have like thematic playlists around whatever I'm cooking. And if I'm, I'm making a certain type of cuisine, I build a playlist around it, which is a little dorky, but I'm very dedicated to having a sound in the kitchen when um, I'm interacting with food. And that's just be like simply because I'm very, very, very much into food. Uh, and I don't see it as two separate things. I think they definitely just go together. Yeah. I, th I think for, for me as well, you know, growing up, uh, music was just such an integral part of everything that we did. Um, I, you know, joke with my dad a lot because he wanted to be a singer. That was his, his, his dream. And he says that he has this amazing voice. I mean, it's not bad, but you know, there's a reason why he's not a singer. But um, so, you know, we, we grew up with him kind of singing to us always. Uh, moving on to, I mean, you know, from where the, the land of Indian cinema, I mean, we have music for everything, whether it's a happy occasion, whether it's sad. So you always have music around you. And um, I think somewhere I just imbibed all of that. But I think for me, um, especially when I started working in a, in a kitchen professionally, uh, we always had music on. And I think that somehow just kept all of us centered and kind of, you know, because it wasn't about 
service and it's very different because we were just making chocolates for a shop so there was no like time like oh this is service now you have to go but it was more like let's make this with and and you know let it be as enjoyable a process because it's hard enough but what can music add to this so i think for me it just kind of centers me and that's why i always have it in the kitchen now as well menu um so it's kind of, here is a little bit different at the restaurant because uh we don't leave music uh during when we are cooking uh, you know prep uh because it's really concentrated and people need to go so we 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 listen the music uh, uh of course by the night when we are serving the dinner and of course we have the sound in the kitchen but it's different when i cook at home of course we always put music and always it's a fun part because it's not a work you know so it's something that we are experience you know so at home it's more relaxing and it's like sunday so it's family friends and of course you listen other kind of music more fun and it's it's, it's you know it's a day off but when we are in the restaurant, we we try to not listen to music because it's really organized and concentrated about what we are serving tonight. Jolly. Yeah, in fact, um, I I have a lot of friends that are chefs, and uh, this is a funny thing that I've always noticed is uh, it's so beautiful how I think music um, is a very interpersonal experience that kind of makes the teams come closer as well so you'll um, at least this is what i see with a lot of friends that i have that are chefs they'll have the quirkiest weirdest playlist that they have that they play <laughs> only when they're with their teams and this is uh, well this might apply for you as well uh, chef manu because it's a lot that goes into when you're doing your r and d and recipe development etc but uh, we I, i mean i've seen videos of them often break into like the funniest of dances and i think it's just uh, it's beautiful how music kind of brings everyone in a kitchen together as well and sort of lets that inspiration flow over to the food and uh, it's not always i would say the classiest of music sometimes it's honestly the worst indian music <laughs> that we hear them play in their kitchens but it's so beautiful to see that inspiration and how honestly at least back in india it's it's people from a lot of different sort of social backgrounds that work in the kitchen they're not always from the same class but music beautifully just brings them all and all their quirkiness together which is something i've always loved about the connection of the two i think what's really interesting about the four of you is how you've used your own creativity to break through barriers um and redefine landscapes uh for each of you it's these intangible processes that you express either through mood uh, through music or food or events uh angela i'd like to start with you be, because when we spoke you told me that you were the first food experiential company in india which in america we've had for you know 15 20 30 30 years so i'd love to hear from all of you and especially lisa as you too you you do a blend of classic and contemporary music that touches on the past and also touches on modern day the new the way that you talk about bossa nova puja the way that you already talked about bollywood so i think all of you do this way where you're very aware of um the past but you use modern kind of ways to redefine the landscape and i'd be remiss to say that you're all women working in relatively male dominated 
fields. So I'd be curious for each of you to answer how you took your creativity and allowed it to redefine the, the landscape and shatter some norms. And Anjali, we'll start with you. So uh, just to give you a little bit of a background, we started as an online food media and uh, just sort of like a community of people that would come together virtually and digitally, in fact, I would say, and talk about their love for food. And when we actually ventured into getting into the experiences side of it, we realized that there's food is sort of like a universal language. It ties everybody together and it becomes this instant sort of barrier that just sort of connects people. Like we're all sitting here with most of us have never met each other, but it's just such a beautiful language that you can all sort of connect over. And that's where the concept of food experiences really sort of came for us, where we started creating sort of these thematic experiential evenings. And we had people who knew each other from nowhere. And the idea was to always have communal dining tables. And uh, we just have people sitting together and food and the experience of all of that just built all these beautiful connections. And uh, yeah, I think that's purely uh, where it really, really started for us. And in fact, uh, funny story, the dinner that we hosted with Pooja is where my business partner met his wife. They dated for two years and now they're married. <laughs> So it's uh, never yeah. happened to me. Like, what is going on? Pooja and I are in the same boat. Like, I keep, I play so many wedding shows, and I'm like, you know, it's weird to sing so many love songs and be like, I'm just singing about concepts. <laughs> Pooja, you need Pooja and Lisa. You need to come to the next dinner I'm hosting then, because I've seen a lot yeah, of love exactly. happen at our dinners. <laughs> You know, no, it's actually an amazing place. I think the bond that people can cre uh, create over food is is so magical. Yeah. So I will to, find you ladies you know, special tables next time. I'm in. I think Pooja and I are both like, whatever, like, like, whatever it takes. <laughs> but um, you, you were speaking a little bit earlier about fusion and, you know, blending styles. And um, I, I think, I mean, I am like the living musical proof of that in India because I came here from uh, a non-Indian, non-Bollywood, non-classically trained background where I was literally just making mashups. And the breakthrough moment for me was when I, I did a mashup of a Bollywood song with Justin Bieber. So I think, uh, I, I, and I'm not surprised in the least that like for that reason, my favorite type of cuisine is new American. I just, I, I think my brain just sort of gravitates towards how can we take um, a sort of a classic thing and make it contemporary and, and, and bring it into modern day. So whether it's sonically or, you know, or on like in your palate, I think uh, that's what I've always done. And that's where even my food taste is for sure. Fusion is, is, is what I do um, as a job and what I love to eat. <laughs> Uh, Manu, um, to, to kind of follow up on this, you talk about that you see a lot of your food connected to Bossa Nova style, just a very classic. Uh, and I'm curious, but you also talk about Roberta Sa, a contemporary musician who is inspiring you to push your restaurant uh, and your dishes. So how do you marry the two musical styles to the type of food that you are thinking about and the food that you are serving? You're on mute, So I think Bossa Nova and Bossa Nova, it's always contemporary for me, you know, like uh, it's an old style of music. Uh, 
uh, you know, but this, uh, it's amazing how, how the sound, how the, you know, the letter and how this everything connection, you know, that I have, that I, I love this kind of music. And I think Roberto Sa, it's one of my favorite musicians uh, in Brazil. And um, so I think um, my food, it's, it's the way that I, I'm telling a story. It's a way that I can express myself. It's a way that I can exp express where I come from, where where I'm proud of, you know, my, my city, my place, my food, uh, you know, the land and everything. So I think um, Bossa Nova, it's the style that always talk about Brazil, always talk about, uh, you know, the feeling. I think uh, Bossa Nova, it's Brazilian, you know, it's really... Uh, proud uh, of Brazil and the, and the sound, the mix of the music. And I think uh, that's why uh, I'm really connected. If you see the Manu's playlist, it's all Bossa Nova, it's uh, all the same style. I think it's because when you're connected with music and food, and uh, it's your style, it's the same way that you cook, you know? It's uh, when you, you love music, it's the same way that you cook you have the same style. So I think that's why we, I put these two, that, that connection with Bossa Nova and the restaurant. And it's funny because on Saturday, now we are open our window. Uh, we have a restaurant at the window on Saturday. It's Manuzita. It's a other style of restaurant. It's on the streets and people just take away or eat outside. And this, the music style is totally different because everyone is working with t-shirt, you know, they, we don't use jacket, we don't use the, the, the hat, you know, the, the, the chef's, uh, the chef's hat. So it's kind of like a more like rock and roll music, you know, Brazilian rock and roll. So, and everyone is using jeans and, you know, it, it's more casual. And it's funny because this type of music, like rock, it's really connected with the food that we are serving. Um, we have a few more questions, but we want to make sure that people who are listening can also send over their own questions. So if you have something for the chefs, musicians, anyone involved, please email your questions to events at faden.com. We'll get to those at the end. Um, Manu, back to um, one of the things in your passages that one of your friends who loved your restaurant had a very interesting critique about your restaurant, which was about the music that played and saying that you need to change the soundtrack because the vibe is not the same as your food. And it's so interesting now to think about as a chef who owns a restaurant or someone who's doing events or a, a musician that's no longer about like the solitary thing that you do. It's no longer just the food or the music or the, the, the event itself. It's the whole package. So I'd love for each of you to talk about what it means to really think about a fully realized, fully branded, full extension of yourself in your artistic representation and whether that's a show, a dinner or a restaurant. Let's start with you. Sorry, did you say Pooja? Yes. Oh, sorry. Um, it's actually quite interesting because we do this thing every December where actually Lisa performs at um, or would perform at the cafe, which we had to close. Uh, but, uh, you know, we did this thing where we did like uh, carols, cocoa and uh, cookies. And I just think that it just, it's just such, it was such an experience because that's exactly when you have 
Sorry, my dog is uh, ready. Hi, Leo. <laughs> he's, he's excited. It's dinner time. Uh, but yeah, it's it's about the whole experience of getting, um, you know, that that whole moment of feeling like what a Christmas market is like in in Europe and trying to build that into the cafe. So for me, it's always been about you know this this when you walk in or when you taste any of the products, it's everything. It's not only what's playing in the background. It's how you feel. It's how you're greeted. It's it's all of that. So yeah, it it definitely is an entire experience, and we work very hard to make sure that that's happening. And this year, we're actually going to be sending people a Christmas playlist with the Christmas cookies. Mm. So that's the plan. Lisa, I hope you know that we're doing this on Zoom this year. I'm just letting you know that now. <laughs> this is Pooja's way of being like you're performing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking you like officially on the Spanish. No, and I can't refuse. I mean, it's on air. <laughs> My, I think for us, uh, especially in our band, because what we do is decidedly fusion, our clientele almost 99% of the time is global. So we usually, if we're playing a private event, especially like a wedding or something, it's, it's usually weddings of people who've grown up abroad or spent a significant amount of time abroad. And they do think about our music as part of the theme. Um, they're, they're very much aware that the guests that they'll have are from all over the world. So the music that they have has to sort of outfit the event in, in the same way. Uh, actually to Manu's earlier point, uh, we do bossa in our set because we've had to, we've played weddings where people, you know, we've had, uh, um, the, the clients have been Spanish and I, I keep a roster of like six or seven songs in Spanish on my set. Mm. I take French songs on my set. Um, these are languages either that I have spoken in the past or like, you know, especially if you grow up in America, you do learn just, you learn a fair bit of Spanish and then you just tell yourself to, okay, now I have to learn Portuguese. Now I have to learn all these other things. Um, but, for, for us, the 90% of our events uh, are global and fusion and have a lot to do with the food, the guests, and the music sort of all blending together. So it's hardly ever that when we're playing a, a private event in India that we're only catering to an Indian audience. So all of this is, you know, they're very mindful of um, all of the guests and, and what their interests might be artistically and, you know, even, even as, as far as food goes. Enjoy. No, what is fun, um, because um, most of the Brazilian people, they, they forgot to listen to Brazilian music. They forgot Bossa Nova, you know? Mm. Sometimes, you know, they, they, they listen too much like American music and, uh, you know, uh, yes. And it, last <laughs> night, a couple, I uh, was a couple in the restaurant and they, I, I was at the table, talk with them, and they, they come to me and said, wow, that's amazing playlist. It's a long, long time I didn't have, like, so... a grateful dinner and the music and you know it's perfect mm. and i'm like it's just brazilian music because we we just play brazilian music <laughs> and sometimes people forgot yeah because in the days that we are living people sometimes forgot where they come from you know or mm. what you know they forgot to listen to brazilian music they always are listen american or you know um, um, whatever french i don't know but um and then when you play this kind of music, people, wow, wow, where where that come from, you know? And it's so incredible that you can maybe share some of that experience, you know, like music and food, and and people 
that you know go back in the past and said well that's brazilian music you know it's it's on my yard it's on my garden you know it's brazilian but um i i always listen american you know because uh, i don't know because maybe i forgot to listen brazil or maybe because i'm not proud or maybe because always in the next garden you know i mean like a, always the, the neighbor is much better than mine you know it's always something like that and it's fun when you when I, I, I people come to me and say, "Wow, uh, it's incredible the playlist." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, nice." And then, and, and when we we close for the COVID, uh, we we were doing some delivery, and we're doing like this QR code that people can uh, play uh, our our Spotify on their home when they are eating our food. And then it was so amazing because oh, I, I feel like I was in Malu. I remember the music and I was in the restaurant. So uh, you you see, like, we cannot be in that people's home by 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 ourselves because this, but we can play the music and, wow, I feel mm. like I'm in the restaurant. So. Especially, no, I, I think, in, in... Oh, sorry, 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 go ahead. No, please, please, go ahead. I was going to say, especially, I think, in India, uh, you have so many cultures and languages. So, you know, some of our events are even catered around... Can you sing songs in South Indian languages? Can you sing specifically only Punjabi songs from North India? When we play gigs in the Northeast, we I, I actually do learn Assamese songs to play in the Northeast. And I myself, I'm from East India, so I sing Odia songs when I'm in Orissa. So there's a lot of, I think, uh, like, if it's, it's almost like they know going into it that they're curating a menu at the event with the music in mind and they want it to all blend together. And like I said, India itself is almost like 30 different countries in one. So when you play gigs city to city, the menu varies, the music varies, the guests vary. Uh, mm -hmm. Forget the global angle. I think even a, a localized, in a localized sense, it's it's so diverse. So we, we, we're always adapting the music to the, the guests and the food. Yeah, I think the thing is, music and food are two very beautiful things that have an emotional trigger. I think that uh, they can take you back to certain places just the way music can, food can. It just evokes so many emotions that I think it's so important that when you're actually um, planning a menu or when you're planning a restaurant or you're planning an event, it's, it's kind of like all of these different senses that you want to sort of touch upon for it to beautifully marry into creating the perfect experience. And like Lisa was saying, you have to read your audience for that as well, because it depends on your audience, whether they're going to figure out or understand this food, whether they, this music will work for them. I think it's, it's really important to sort of take all of these touch points and really tell a story together, because that just takes an experience from here to so much more. And the memories that come with it are just so great and so beautiful. Totally. And I think especially for, I mean, it, when you see um, inter-regional weddings in India, I think all of us have seen this where the music is from both ends of the spectrum. If you see North and South weddings, you see that it's reflected in the food and the music for sure. Like we, we have, we've played so many gigs where like the groom could be Punjabi and then, you know, the bride is South Indian and we're, we're catering to everybody's tastes. Mm. Essex Market is a historic public market located on Manhattan's Lower East Side. 
The market's 30-plus vendors source thousands of unique products, like locally made Jersey cheese to Nordic smoked specialties. This holiday season, Essex Market is offering five carefully curated gift boxes. Feast on the finest products from their family of small business owners. And that's great news for the team at HRN because we're always searching for unique gifts this time of year. Plus, these gift boxes are available for nationwide shipping now through December 18th. Send a taste of New York City to your loved ones both near and far and get 10% off when you enter promo code HRN10 at checkout. Visit shop.essexmarket.nyc to learn more and to start sending some food-filled holiday cheer today. Pooja, uh, you discussed about, before you opened uh, Alley 15, that you played La Vie and Rose on repeat while you were doing recipe testing. And you felt that if you could capture that song in your food, you would have been successful. What were you trying to capture from the song? What elements um, in your food? And, and is there a dish that is emblematic of or a representation of La Vie and Rose, but in food form? So I think that, you know, it came from, so I studied in Switzerland uh, before France. And I remember the day I decided that I wanted to move to Paris. I walked into a cafe in, in Montreux and they were playing the song. And I was sitting there having my coffee and thinking about, okay, I think I'm going to go to Paris next. And when I was in Paris, you know, the, I, I came back and I was like, okay, this, I wanted to create that experience that that moment that I felt at that cafe. And ever since then, like, you know, um, the start of any new menu, the start of anything, there's always a song that's playing. Um, as far as Love 15 goes, our entire, I feel like the whole, we have the whole spectrum of pink everywhere from, you know, our packaging to, um, you know, so La Vie en Rose, like really like your your life in pink is, is, is always, is, is around me constantly. Um, but actually, I wanted to actually tell Chef Manu that I am a big, big, big fan of, uh, you know, um, you and as well as Brazil. I've been there three times. Uh, my first trip was when I was 18 with, you know, my roommate from college who was Brazilian. And I think that just understanding Brazilian uh, food and music with her, I think there's on my playlist, there's a Brazilian song as well. There's, I mean, it's, please don't judge me. I don't know if it's, it's, it's still relevant today, but it's Iveche Sangalo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm a big Iveche Sangalo fan. And every time I miss Brazil or my friend, I often go back and listen to her. I've seen her live in concert in Zurich. And I think that, you know, the, what, what, what we were discussing of, it's a memory. And um, both, as Anjali was saying, as food and music together can just spark something so beautiful. And um, yeah, so every time I'm missing my friend, I put on Iveche Sangalo and then I make some Brigadero and I feel like even for the <laughs> smallest like two minutes that I'm with her there. And uh, yeah, I don't know when we'll be able to travel again. So this is our way of like coping and traveling. Yeah, it's definitely a great way to connect with cultures. And Manu, going back to sort of what you said earlier about the couple that were just happy to hear music from where they're from, we have seen this trend in the last year, even in America, about people looking to their own personal roots, digging back into their own cultural heritage and seeing what makes it beautiful and unique and distinct. Um, a lot of people whose restaurants have closed in the last six or seven months uh, have turned to their mothers, grandmothers, grandfathers cooking and things like that and finding the beauty um, in where they come from. And, you know, obviously sitting here in America, this you sometimes see the creep and maybe overtaking of Western culture, which is in some ways being rejected as people look to where, 
makes their own culture and food and music unique. So I'd love to talk a little bit about, because all of you have pulled from that uh, personal culture and really found the beauty in that and then reshared that with other people who have maybe not had a chance to experience it because of a outside influence or other sort of cultural creep. Manu, we'll start with you. Okay, so um, I think it's, uh, we, I think this time we are trying to reconnect again, you know, reconnect with food and reconnect with uh, where we come from, you know, and be proud of your roots, uh, be proud of your heritage, be proud of your family, you know. And I think time that we are living is not just about the food, what you're eating, you know, but it's the time that we are trying to reconnect. And I think this is really important. Uh, you know, it's really bad, the COVID, the COVID thing, but I think it's uh, uh, the, some, the, the, the good side of this. It's the side that we are, we stay, we are traveling more inside of our country and we are seeing our city and our country the way that we should see before. And we are trying to see and be proud that where you come from. Uh, I see like not just me, but my family and the people from, you know, my, my parents and they are really reconnecting with food and with music and with uh, where, where are we now? And what, how I see myself in the future, why, uh, how I'm gonna be in the future. What's my values? Where, uh, what I want to be and see? Uh, what, what the change that this time made to me? And I think this is a time that we really should take an, an example and trying to be, uh, trying to be good, and trying to reconnect again and be proud of uh, where we come from. Exactly. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> Did we both say, oh, sorry? Like, yeah, at exactly the same moment. I, I, I'm not sure whom uh, uh, you'd ask exactly. to speak next. Okay. okay. Uh, I, I, I completely agree with Chef. I think that this has been uh, a time of self-inspection and just sort of finding yourself again. And um, COVID has obviously not been easy on anyone. And uh, I think for most of us in India, we're pretty much homebound and not even stepping out of our houses. So it's uh, as much as we would love to discover our cities and our country again, even that seems like a far away uh, sort of journey. But I think it's more about understanding who you are and who you want to be uh, personally, professionally. Uh, per professionally, I think for us, it's just been about keeping the essence of what we're doing with Food Talk alive and finding a way to get into everybody's homes and making every little meal just a little more special. And I think that for a lot of restaurants as well, it, it's, it's about taking that same beautiful experience that you would have had every time you went out to dine at your favorite restaurant, but finding a way of you know, sort of making you still feel that same connection and those same flavors at home. And uh, I completely agree, just like Pooja said, how they're sending out their cookies with a playlist this time. I think that's one of the things I've seen so many places have sort of started adapting to because music, food, ambience, and, and now you don't just get a meal in a box. It's, it's a beautifully packed meal in a box with so much more that comes with it. And a little sort of essence of personalization, which we've seen a lot of places do, that just makes it feel like 
the home the restaurants come home to you and you're not missing out on things that you loved doing so much before so i think that that's been a really beautiful sort of gravitational move we've seen uh people adapt to and pick up on over the last 6 months and uh, i hope we get to go back to all our favorite places soon but until then i'm so glad we're getting to experience them in the most you know sort of dynamic ways at home it's like an experience in a box yeah <laughs> Ours exactly. so for me I think it's like I've been away from home officially as of last week and it sounds insane to think about this but I've not seen my family officially for over a year now and my way of like you know connecting with my parents and my you know we, food is so 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 key to us as a family and we all cook and we take a lot of pride in what we cook so for me i've been entertaining other friends using family recipes um especially because we just had you know a major festival uh just went by about a week ago called the sera and in the east you eat most of india doesn't eat um meat on those days but east india will have fish and meat so i cooked and you know you know shared the family recipe with my friends for you know just a very typical mutton curry that we make in orissa and i i think for you know that's as close to an experience as i can build here right now because i'm a, i'm so far away from family and i'm not going to be back for another 5 months so i've just been trying to get i need you know like any real semblance of the holiday season by at least extending the feeling i have with my family to my friends and my friend circle Ah. Uh, no, sorry. I was just saying that at the start, you know, it's it's I feel like it's been such a journey since March since we started lockdown in India. Uh it's, it's been like I I I say it's it's a constant roller coaster ride from for me it was to, you know, shut down half of my business at the start of uh, of COVID to kind of figure out what we wanted to do next and really reinvent the wheel and say okay, let's start uh packaged dessert and and kick that off and build try to build a business while you know we're still at peak quarant like you know quarantine here and it's still cases rising every single day but i think what i really um appreciated in these months uh like chef manu said is the intern like the journey within to also think of like what are the ingredients that i'm using you know there was such a scarcity of ingredients when lockdown hit india um you couldn't find anything like i don't know what it was like for the other mushrooms parts. you couldn't find <laughs> mushrooms i don't know what mushrooms you were looking for but i'm just like there was no like <laughs> there was no baking powder you know so i was like looking at my pantry and being like okay i have like local indian supplies i have like ghee and i have like these mm. things that i would normally not look at before but now i'm like oh i can make a cookie with ghee why do i need french butter or like you know it really going back to your roots in a way that it was so obviously in front of you but you had to have like a global pandemic to push you there so i think that it's been you know like it's been quite interesting and um, the results of that i'm seeing now we're using a lot of jaggery in our products we're using a lot of local ingredient ingredients um was nowhere close to this getting over so i don't know what it's going to be like at the end of it but um yeah the journey to self discovery is is on i guess for for all of us and i think and you, a very strong movement on go local oh sorry no sorry no but i uh, i was just picking up on what pooja said and i said uh, i was saying i think that that has been a very beautiful strong movement on local produce being mm. center stage and uh, i think everyone's realized 
you don't want to always be looking out and plus there's such beautiful produce in our country and i'm sure there is in brazil as well and there's been such a strong massive movement towards just celebrating and using local and uh, celebrating what our country gives us yeah uh puja and manu uh there's a lot of commonality in your approach and balance between food and music but there's one area in which you differ um it is food is music during prep time so puja you talk about when you were coming up that there was someone who's listening to the radio and you can never uh not have music on and manu you talk about having silence during prep and just listening to the sound of the kitchen and manu i'd like to start with you but um what is it about having that silence um and having that ability to just hear the pots the pans the chopping the the murmurs that really helps you focus and then i guess it would be the opposite question for puja what is it that you need about music to to focus but manu we'll start with you you're on mute chef one second you're on mute chef there you go sorry <laughs> so um uh, in the restaurant here at manu i i'm the one who buy everything so i go to the land, to the, our garden and the farm. Uh, so I, I uh, every morning I stopped there and then that's why I was late today. <laughs> uh, so so uh, it's really important when you take the ingredient and it's silence, of course, it's the pots, it's, it's the pans and, and it's a little bit people talking, but um, they start is the ingredient in that moment for me. So the broccoli is not just the broccoli. I'm trying to put the best dress or the best, you know, t-shirt in that broccoli. So find the best technique. So I think I need to concentrate that time to the ingredients. I think he deserves. So I always say to to the kids, to, to the kids, no, to the cooks here in the in the restaurant <laughs> that that ingredients uh, kill for me. You know, he he died for me. So the fish die for me. So I don't want to kill the fish too twice. So I need to pay attention mm. what I'm doing with the fish, you know. So what I'm doing to the broccoli, what I'm doing to the, you know, um, to the aubergine, to the eggplant or zucchini, whatever. But I, I dedicate that time to the ingredients, nothing else, not music, uh, not the noise. So I think uh, the ingredient deserve that time, you know. So that that's why we. We always be in silence uh, during the, the prep. Yeah, so I think for, for me, it's, uh, you know, baking and cooking are, are so vastly different from each other where, um, you know, two tomatoes will never be the same ever, you know, so each, so I, I think the process for chef must be uh, completely different because you have to really be present to understand what the quality of the ingredients you're working with on that day is. But for me, when I'm baking a hundred grams of chocolate will always be a hundred grams of chocolate. So I don't really uh, um, need to, um, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's more like, let me go into the flow of just measuring things out and, and be in this sort of rhythmic. Uh, also, uh, I feel that if there was no music, I would start screaming and shouting. So it's also just to keep me calm personally. Um, but I, Lisa's laughing because she's been there. Um, but I, I, just, I just feel that it puts you, I truly believe that um, everything is energy and the food that we're cooking and we're baking, um, you know, you transfer that energy to it. And I just... Um, when we're when we're baking constantly, and just because I've been 
you know, my whole career been doing that. It's just, you, you switch on the music, you automatically feel a little happier. And, um, but uh, if I was at the cafe and we were working and prepping in the kitchen, that would be a complete no-no. At that moment, it would be a full focus and you have to be present. But in the bakery, in the, in the you know, patisserie, and we, we don't serve customers uh, a la minute. It's always, you know, prep before and it goes to the stores the next day. So it's, it's not like high pressure like service would be. So music is always on. Amazing. So we have some questions from the audience. And if you want to add one, send one to events at faden.com. Obviously, these are unprecedented times. They are just absolutely crazy. And one of the questions from the audience was, if you had to pick one song for this current time, what would it be and why? Wow. Start with Lisa. There's a really great song by uh, Zero Seven, which is my favorite Mm. band. Love Zero Seven. <laughs> yeah, Zero Seven's great. And they have a really great song that came out last year. I, I don't think they intended for a pandemic, but it's called uh, Swimmers. And it's literally a, it's this idea of just like carrying on in life. So I don't know if it's the lyrics or what about the composition itself, but it's, it's, it's totally been helping me sort of um, uh, get through it all, I guess. And uh, that's the song for me. That's the one that I play... Every morning when I wake up, I play that song and it's been helping me sort of, you know, center myself and not freak out every single day. I think for me, uh, when I was, especially when, you know, just before the the decision to shut everything down, we were in this dark, really dark time. The song that kept playing in my head was It's Always Darkest Before the Dawn by Florence and the Machine. So it was always like, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. You You got to keep the faith. So I think that would be the song for me. Manu? Well, um, I have a lot of songs that I listen, but I love Amanhã Sábado, Roberta Sá. It's tomorrow is Saturday. Uh, I really love that song. And uh, well, that's the song that, uh, well, I listen all the playlists that I make. We have a bunch of playlists in the restaurant. Uh, but yes, this is one of the songs that I really appreciate. How do we get your playlist? How do we how do we get a hold of your entire playlist? Uh, you can go on the Spotify restaurant Manu. Okay. Amazing. And then all the playlists from the book are also on the Snacky yeah. Tune. So everything yeah. in the book. But Manu, I'm definitely getting all of your playlists on top. <laughs> I'd like to go eat fish and do that. Um, I would say the answer f- uh, for me is that one of the chefs uh, from our book sent us the Resistance Revival Chorus, which is a choir that sings like, updates on uh, Resistance songs. It's really joyful. It's very hopeful. The music is very, very beautiful. And it's uh, when you just are looking at, uh, you know, the future, you just need a little bit of joy with your, with your re- resistance. Darren? Uh, I would say that one of the songs that I loved also from the book from uh, Yuri uh, Nomura, who's based out of Tokyo, is a song called Everybody Had a Hard Year by Mars, who I'd never heard of before. And which one of the great things about the book is that sometimes you, you know, you get a song or a piece of creative thought or a dish 
that you didn't even know exist. You had no reference. Like there was no way that I knew about this artist. It's from, I think 2000, I think the early 2000s. And you come across this piece of music or this piece of like this bite of food or something. And you're like, I didn't know it existed. It is exactly what I needed. And now it is mine. And I'm going to take it into my life and then share it with everyone. And then tell as many people about this as I can. And that's the real power and beauty of food and music is the connection and how it you can connect with someone like I've Yuri is one of the people who I have never met before for the book. Um, I actually hadn't met anyone on this call before starting the book. And now I feel so connected to everyone because of the stories we've shared and the food that we've talked about and the music that we shared. And so something like that, whenever I hear that song, even though it's a little bit melancholy, it does make me very happy, which I think is the very incredible push and pull of music and, and sometimes food. Uh, looks like we lost Anjali again. Oh, Anjali is, is just <laughs> for us. Um, question from the audience. Um, Bollywood is such a major influence in India uh, and it touches on food. <laughs> People, it touches on food so much. Uh, um, and there's, uh, as you talk, Pooja, that there's metaphors and innu innuendos. Uh, the question is, how has Bollywood, if at all, influenced uh, the music that you make, Anjali, the events that you do, Pooja, the, the food that you serve? And then question to Manu is, is there anything that is similar um, to the influence of Bollywood in Brazil, uh, a, a type of music that is, uh, has so much impact on the cultural community? But we'll start with the, the India uh, chefs and creators. Lisa. Lisa, you go first. <laughs> I had a feeling Pooja was gonna pass this on to me. Um, I think, you know, it's so bizarre for us because Bollywood is essentially musical theater, right? So a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of music is influenced by even, like if films are influenced by food, if the theme is food, then the music will reflect that. We have an entire film that came out a couple of years ago called Davate Ishq. <laughs> which is like right exactly and which loosely translates to like a like a, a feast love. and love yeah and and all the you know the actions and the music around this are like feeding your loved one a, a dessert and feeding your loved one a kebab it's it's just ridiculous how intertwined the two concepts are and like especially for me as a bollywood singer of course i've referenced food in Bollywood songs I've sung. And I, I'm sure that's not gonna end anytime soon. I think, you know, food and music are just like, it, it represents India, I think culturally so well because we are just such a lively people and everything we do is loud and colorful and over the top. Um, so yeah, we have entire films about just this and entire soundtracks dedicated to food. Yeah, I was I was referring to the, you know, the Govinda song of Tuji Mirchi Lagi To There's like a whole <laughs> song like dedicated to like, like snacks, you know, like basically. Um, but yeah, I think for me, it's, it's all... It's so bhel puri kha rahi thi. Okay, we're, we're going to lose them, please. Um, so so um, yeah, I think that it's, 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 you know, Bollywood is a big celebration of everything. And, um, you know, for me, it's, it's about being very uh, Mumbai, Bombay at heart, but then having this French uh, life and education, and then how do you blend the two together? So I think it's, it's about that, 
east-west combination, which I do translate to food sometimes. So for you, it's like a samba and feijoada and caipirinha and mm. music and, you know, Brazilian people always, it's a party, you know, like that's why we cannot control the COVID, like everything is open in Brazil and let's go, you know. So I think uh, um, Brazilian people, it's always happy, always about music, about party, about invited people and people come over and if you see all the the movies and everything. So it's all about that, you know? So always music and food are connected. Uh, always has become a party, you know, after the, you know. The, when you all the people were coming to visit you, chef, we're coming to see you in Brazil and we're gonna come eat at your restaurant. Yes, 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 yes. She said feijoada and I was oh, in. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I, like I was like, okay, I'm there. And, and Jolly, how does uh, Bollywood um, uh, influence the type of events and experiences that you create, if at oh, all? Uh, uh, actually, I think that's the one genre we kind of stay away from, uh, funnily. But uh, I think uh, I think food is an emotional roller coaster, just the way Bollywood movies are. Like there's the spiciness, and there's the emotional drama, and then there's a heartfelt, sentimental end to it all. So I think a meal is so much like a Bollywood movie, and especially in at least in old Indian cinema, there was always a happy ending. Like you could not watch a movie that did not end with everything falling right into place. I think it's, it's only progressed over time where they show you the realities of life. But I think in, in all goodness, uh, traditional Indian Bollywood was, was exactly like a meal. It started soft. It went up to its heights of all the drama that came into it. And then eventually it ended in a beautiful note. So I think that's definitely uh, in some way, maybe an inspiration taken to meals backward. Amazing. So we want to end on a little bit of a heartwarming note. And this is from one of the people watching right now. And this goes to everyone. So a lot of people are away from their family right now. Um, but thinking about the holiday season, what would, pe what would you all recommend as a heartwarming meal for people to make for themselves for a touch of home? I think that this would definitely have to vary from person to person. But like Lisa was saying, she's been cooking all of these beautiful meals that she would have loved to have with her family, but extending it to her friends. I think it's those simple things that you kind of want to go back to. Uh, just basic things that make you feel like home and give you that sense of because honestly, when we're cooking in during festivals, it's not about very lavish meals. In fact, it's usually the same meal made year on year that celebrates a particular festival. Uh, like for us, a big festive uh, festival is coming up next week, which is Diwali, which is as big as Christmas as it is for anyone yeah. else out there. And I kid you not, every single year for I'm now turning, I, mean, I just turned 31. I can remember the same meal for lunch and the same meal for dinner over the last 31 years. So if I were ever to live alone and away from family, and I'm so glad I'm still with mine, um, I know I would turn back and pick up maybe one or two of those things because it's a very elaborate meal. I wouldn't do it all. But I think it would be one or two things that just give me that semblance of home and uh, just being back home and doing meals exactly like I would during a festival. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think for me as well, um, you know, especially the last six months have been about a lot of comfort. And uh, I mean, nothing is more comforting than chocolate, than chocolate. So I think that I would definitely say, go for a nice warm chocolate cake. I think that is for me heartwarming. And that's what I do to cope. For Odias, for people in East India, uh, Bengalis and Odias are, are this subset of the population where we live for fish and mutton. And so th those are my comfort foods when I'm really missing home is just a vat of, you know, uh, a really good cut. Like I, I'm now I'm just daydreaming about this. I'm like, mm, I need to make this when I get home. But a really good vat of like chops and ribs, of mutton curry and rice. And we don't do any sides. We don't do any fuss around it because the main event is the meat. Um, so that's been my, my mainstay during uh, the pandemic. And especially for most like, you know, middle and lower middle class families growing up in India, meat was like a twice a week max treat. So I'm trying to maintain that and not indulge too much. So it makes me really feel like, you know, I, I, I am like back to being a kid and having mutton like once every three weeks or something. And it feels like a special meal, even if it's just me at home. Anu? Heartwarming dish uh, to get through these times. What would you cook for people? What would you recommend? Or what would you cook for yourself? Well, I like uh, well, I cook uh, um, not in the restaurant, but every Sunday we have we used to have like a big party. Every Sunday come a lot of friends to eat at home. So <coughs> I think uh, I'm sorry. <coughs> I really want to cook and like feijoada. <coughs> I'm sorry, guys. Maybe like uh, feijoada or. Brazilian rice with a lot of meat and sauce. Mm -hmm. uh, in the book, that is actually your recipe is feijoada. So if you're looking for the recipe for that from uh, Manu, it's in our book. Um, we want to thank all of you for joining us. Um, it was such a pleasure. Um, mm -hmm. We want to give a big special thank you to Faden for publishing the book. If you haven't gotten it yet, either uh, you can get everything at snackytunes.com, find all the links. Another massive thank you to Dipali Gupta who connected most of us here. Uh, Dipali, thank you so much. You have brought some incredible people into our lives. Um, our next event is going to be on Monday um, with Oxfam America with Chef Pretty Mistry and Tao from the Get Down Stay Down on a conversation on art, food, music, and activism. Uh, so. <laughs> The dogs are excited everywhere. It's, it's excited. <laughs> dogs everywhere. It's, it's, it's breakfast and dinner time and lunch time across the time zones. Um, thank you so much you for joining. You guys mentioned a lot of feijoada, so everybody's excited. <laughs> I know. It's Who's a really, yeah. Jolly, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we really, uh, and specifically Pooja Manu, thank you for being in this book. Uh, yes. Darren, as always, good to see you, my friend. And um, Good to see you too. And um, if you want to get all the updates and everything, just go to snackytunes.com and we'll uh, see some of you Monday. And uh, thanks for joining. We talk about food. We talk about music. With musical dudes. Finger on the pulse. Snacky Tunes. This program is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network. 
Food Radio is supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.